On your Wednesday episode of Locked on Raptors, with all that's gone wrong for the Raptors this season, it's easy to overlook the very big thing slapping us in the face that's going extremely right. It's Scotty Barnes Appreciation Day here on the podcast. Thanks for hanging. Oh, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked on Raptors, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Wednesday, December the 20th, and I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now for 10 seasons on various platforms. You can find all my work over on the website that don't work so good, at Woodley Sean. You can find the show on Instagram at Locked On Raptors. And of course, you can join us over on Discord. We have a great discord server with a lovely listener community uh very pleasant even when we disagree it's nice and like not mean and cutting like that other website is come hang out it's a great little spot to be during games after games in between games and all over the place even in the summer when there's no games going on we're just chatting among friends come join us would you uh also a reminder you can find the show for free wherever you get your podcast subscribe follow subscribe subscribe follow rate review etc on the audio app of your choosing and of course we are on youtube you can go subscribe and then hit the little notification bell if you're an everydayer of the podcast which it should be by now the notification bell uh, ensures you will never miss those shows when they premiere over on the tube so thank you in advance for joining us over there okay today's show is brought to you by game time down the game time app create an account and use the code locked on nba for 20 bucks off your first purchase and we begin an episode where we're going to talk all about how rad Scotty Barnes is. It's been a tough season, even Monday. The Raptors win, and Big V and I get on this podcast, and instead of just like glowing and showering praise upon Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam for their work in that game, we just got mad about lineups and stuff. And look, that's been the nature of this season, but I do think it's important to take moments to appreciate the good things, and boy, oh boy, Scotty Barnes has been a good thing. Another good thing, Katie Heindel. Uh, we love Katie Heindel Day here on the podcast, of course, from Dime Basketball Feelings. Katie, welcome in. How the hell are you? I'm doing good. Welcome in. I feel like that's such an American. <laughs> American? Yeah. Okay. I'll explain briefly the phenomenon with this. I heard it okay, for the first do. time in Salt Lake City at All Star uh-huh. this last year. And, uh, like go into any store, any coffee place, any restaurant, welcome in. I was mm. like, this is a must be a Mormon greeting. <laughs> and then I heard it, it at Summer League. And then I heard it when I was in California in the fall. So I was mm. like, okay, it's spreading. It's just the Southwest thing now, but eventually, apparently. I just, global. I was like, well, it's a, I guess it's like an um, American, sure. American thing. But you now you're saying it. I always get confused with the podcast thing because it's like, are you like welcoming someone into a podcast? Or are there people inside the podcast? But, are they on the podcast? Where did you hear welcome in for the first time? I have absolutely no clue, Katie. It very well could have. I was in Utah about a year ago. It might have been that. I don't know. Probably um, it was Utah. 
Yeah. Thank you, Utah, for uh, spreading the... It's a nice saying. Do greetings. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever say it. It sounds like real country to me, but like... Hey, welcome in! The conceit is nice. Anyway, I'm doing good. That's great. Let's dive in, Katie. As, you know, we could talk about, you know, regional greetings all day I love regional etymology. Hell yeah. But we got to talk about Scotty Barnes, because Scotty Barnes, Katie rules and i feel like because this season has been so meh from the raptors the very good stuff that scotty barnes is doing it's not like it's being unrecognized or anything like that or under underappreciated i would argue like i think it's being properly appreciated by most fans on sort of a night-to-night basis of oh well they lost but hey scotty was pretty cool so that's like a nice saving grace but i think just sort of the scope of how good he's been has maybe been underplayed and i think we should probably take some time to just kind of examine what this Scotty Barnes has been doing so bloody well this season. Katie, you know, we can talk about the three-point shooting. We can talk about the defensive uptick. We can talk about uh, the improved seemingly conditioning and his ability to kind of carry energy throughout longer stretches of games. I'm going to open the floor to you and leave this as wide open as possible, as wide open as a door in Utah, welcoming you in, Katie. What should have been just your favorite thing about the Scotty Barnes experience so far this season? Uh, I think I, I I just want to quickly touch on what you said because it's interesting of like mm-hmm. this idea that we haven't talked about it enough. Um, and I do wonder if there's still some latent, this like latent fear hanging around of you can't talk about these things as a Toronto sports fan. One, because like you'll jinx them or two because <laughs> like it hasn't been long enough to kind of prove it. And, you know, it's. Yeah. It's almost been 25 games and I feel like that's a pretty fair sample size um, Mm -hmm. in terms of what somebody can like if someone even is having a hot start Mm -hmm. like they would kind of stabilize by now and you would have begun to sort of see the cracks in that start and I don't uh, really how Joe Wolfon said on this podcast I think after like 10 or 13 games he was like you Mm -hmm. can't fake this and at this point Mm -hmm. 26 games even harder to fake it yeah, because by now this is habit, right? This is habit, mm-hmm. and as you touched on, it's it has to do with conditioning. Um, it has to do with a lot of stuff, and I think this really shows it's like a, a tried and true new skill that we're getting to see unleashed and is actually working. It's not mm-hmm. just like, I'm going to try this and let's hope for the best, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I, he, he went away and he did the work, and um, as a couple people have written about, like trained a lot with JAMA, um, you know, and his own trainers over the summer uh, changed his shot mechanics up. And I think also, I think probably though my favorite thing um, has been his playmaking in tandem with his decision-making. Sure. Because I think his decision-making, and I have talked about this before, but like it has so much to do with his confidence on the rise. Mm-hmm. And there have been a lot of sequences. There's a few in the Hawks game. There's definitely some in that Hornets game where instead of just like taking the outside easier shot, mm-hmm. he would drive the ball, you know, and kind of still opt to use his size and strength and try and like get something going, um, which to me is a decision, obviously like a great decision to make because he's completely capable uh, to do that. And it's super generative of energy and kind of getting a spark, which is what was so needed in the Hornets game. <laughs> so then I would say that of course, like feeds directly into something like playmaking. And it's been really nice to see him be able to get an understanding of, and a comfort, like a comfort with being able to balance the two um, and consistency too. Right. Cause I think 
we saw flashes of these things in in Scotty Barnes um, in the last couple of seasons. Granted, he wasn't being put in this role to make these decisions game after game. Um, and that has to do with, like, of course, a new coaching personnel and the trust that they've placed in Scotty and where they want him to fit as, like, the centerpiece on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just think he's, like, the maturation. The maturation has been really cool to watch. Um, confidence, like, intelligence, like, understanding of the floor. Because mm-hmm. I think, I mean, all along we've said, like, oh, he's not just a shooter. And I think we definitely wanted that. Or seeing like, oh wow, like he's an incredibly capable shooter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's still so much more for him to grow, like so much more of a skill set for him to grow into, which I think is equally as cool. Yeah, and I feel like the shooting, obviously, that's like the big ticket item, right? It's, he's shooting 38% on like mm-hmm. very real volume, and the he's shot one of, like, looks six good. other NBA players, inclusive of like Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> who's shooting that way so far this season yeah yeah it, it's been bonkers he's what is he at right now he's at uh per game he's attempting 5.23s which is like double what he was as a rookie 2.3 more than he was as a second year player and again 38.8 percent and like there have not been dips it's basically been at that level all season long you know mm-hmm. i know he's at like 50 for a couple of games there after a super hot start it dipped a little bit and then just he's just like stabilized around 38 39 which is such a game changer because all that playmaking stuff that flows off of being a shooter right like if teams are worried about you bombing 39 on your catch and shoot threes guess what they're going to close out and someone closing out on scotty barnes is an invitation for scotty barnes to do beautiful awesome basketball things getting downhill into the teeth of the defense whether it's scoring whether it's you know doing little dump off passes to bigs whether it's kicking out um and yeah the decision making from him it's been pretty awesome all season long yeah he's leading the team in turnovers but you that's fine that's kind of by design you want scotty barnes testing his bounds right and i think um you know to have 5.8 assists to two and a half turnovers that's a perfectly good starting point for a guy who you would think is going to ascend into like a top level playmaker that's awesome like you know those those turnovers he has are errors of commission they are errors of you know i think the sort of one thing that i argue is something he really has to work on is sort of learning his teammates a little better and realizing that just because he sees a pass doesn't mean they always see that they are the the sort of target of that pass Mm -hmm. um and that's just like a thing that comes with chemistry and reps and stuff like that but overall yeah like the the stuff that can flow off of the three-point shooting is really, really tantalizing. I feel like he's barely scratching the surface of it as he is now 26 games into being a good three-point shooter. Defensers are going to change the way they approach him, and it's just going to be kind of this like snowball effect of, oh, now Scotty can do all this stuff in this in response to what defenses are doing to him. It's a thrill. Um, I think for me that my favorite part of it has just been how all-encompassing the leap has been. Um, like, it's not like he's just figured out, oh, well, he's got a little more scoring touch or, oh, he's figuring out the playmaking or all oh, the defense is taking like, no, he's just gotten better at everything. It's unbelievable, mm-hmm. Katie. Like, <laughs> I-, I think in the offseason, I was certainly skeptical on this podcast. I may or may not have said I would trade him for Damian Lillard and not think twice about it. We don't need to go back to the tapes. That's fine. Um, I- I'll eat crow on that for sure, because I just did not see this level of across the board uptick coming. Because you just don't see this level of across-the-board uptick coming from anybody. It's been really remarkable. And I think the thing that's really kind of standing out to me is 
his numbers, you know, 20 points, nine boards, uh, six assists. You know, he's got the 1.6 steals, 1.3 blocks. All the shooting metrics are up. Like, that's all awesome. And it doesn't look, like, incredible. It doesn't pop off the screen like some of these, like, 28-point-a-game oh, dudes. But all of the whole the whole thing kind of put into one, he's been, like, an analytics darling. He's been a dude who all of the catch-all metrics are like, oh, this guy's just, like, one of the best players in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. And that's really damn cool. And I feel like the you know the hype train on him is even maybe a little slow because these sort of box score stats aren't eye popping outside of the assists i would uh, i would say um that it feels like you know people are just kind of getting wise i mean kevin pelton had him as a starter and, and you know kevin pelton just like kind of runs the machine and says who are the five best guys J- scotty barnes is one of those guys that's pretty incredible and that speaks i think to the across the board growth that he's shown we're going to come back katie get into more Scotty Barnes and dig into some other fun intricacies of his game and members of the Raptors that we feel like he has gelled quite well with. We'll get to that in just one second. But first, got to tell you about our good friends over at eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host, the number one Aussie in all of Australia, I guess, in the world even, uh, to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to be providing you with players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. You know, you could be, of course, in the Lockdown Raptors Fantasy League. If you're in that league, uh, cover your ears right now because I don't want you getting this sweet, sweet advice on guys to pick up. But everyone else, please listen in. Let's see who's got who Josh has picked out on this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Pick of the Week. He's got a handful of guys here. There's Tari Eason. There's Grayson Allen. There's James Wiseman. James Wiseman getting fantasy love. I love that for James Wiseman. But the guy I'm going to pick for this week is Brandon Pajemski. Pajemski's looked comfortable as a starter for the Warriors and is widely available in fantasy leagues right now. And he kind of just does things across the board. The points, the rebounds, the assists. He's filling in the stat sheet. And of course, you know, Brandon Pajemski, an apple of many Toronto Raptors fans' eyes as potential Warriors trades have been ruminated upon. So go get yourself some Brandon Pajemski. Maybe he becomes a Raptor by season's end and you've got a guy who's on the team that you like on your fantasy team. Wouldn't that be a cool thing? Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is all about each player being a perfect fit. And the same was with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber and not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, we continue on here. Katie Heindel is along. Just a reminder, of course, that Locked On Sports 24-7 is the first of its kind 24-7 YouTube streaming channel full of Locked On stuff all day long. National shows, local shows covering the biggest stories in sports. If the Toronto Raptors are mixing up in any sort of trades coming up soon here, you can bet that it will be in rotation over there on Locked On Sports 24-7. Go check it out right now. In fact, if you're watching on YouTube, it's going to direct you right to the channel at the end of this show. So you can just go go there, hit the subscribe button, and you are all set going forward. Okay, Katie, let's get back into Scotty Barnes, shall we? He's been a blast. Uh, I, I mentioned the advanced metrics before. I just want to kind of detail some of the advanced metrics. Estimated plus minus from Dunks and Threes. I really like Dunks and Threes. It's a site where the catch-alls seem to match the eye test as well as you could hope for. 
among all these sort of fancy sites, sites that kind of go deep and have these catch-all metrics. Right now, Scotty Barnes has a plus 4.6 estimated plus minus. Uh, that puts him 18th in the NBA, Katie. That's like pretty awesome company. Guys in his general vicinity, De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Maxey, Damian Lillard, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. This is the company that Scotty Barnes is keeping in terms of on-court impact so far this year. Of course, it's not translating to wins, but one thing that might translate to wins, Katie, is Scotty Barnes playing with players who accentuate the things that Scotty Barnes does well. Of course, this roster is, you know, not maybe as rich as you would hope in players like that, but I'm curious, Katie, watching Scotty Barnes this season, who do you feel like have been the most fun dudes to just watch play and cook alongside Scotty? Who do you feel like maybe Scotty's helping to lift up? Um, what she got as far as guys on the Raptors, little combos of Scotty plus X that you really enjoyed watching so far this season. I've liked watching him with um, OG and Obi quite yeah. a bit. Uh, and they are on the, you know, like the highest kind of used roster. And I feel mm -hmm. like that's, though there are frustrations with that roster, I do feel like the two of them make a really good and workable pair. Um, <clears throat> I guess it's more personal for me too, because I think Ochi's been such a big part of Scotty kind of coming into his own with the team um, mm -hmm. in tandem with like OG kind of finding this other gear. Like we always knew he was like such a defensive, you know, menace, but he's been so stellar. Um, and it's kind of like, we should probably do like an OG episode too, because I think <laughs> he's just like a, the style of player and person he is, he's just like a quieter presence right so sure i think sometimes or you get used to um the good things he does so you don't talk mm -hmm. about them as much sure i don't want og to fall in that category um but i like seeing uh scotty ones learn from og too uh on the floor i think to a degree like we never got to see really like it's not his like super strong suit um is like obviously OG's not a playmaker, but I think his decision making, especially on the defensive end, I think Scotty has definitely like tapped into that, mm -hmm. uh, and you can kind of see it playing out in the things that he does. I also like him. This one comes like a bit is a bit rarer, but I do like um, seeing him play with Precious Achua. Yep. Um, who I think could kind of use the spark, <laughs> the offensive spark. And some of the decision decision making process that Scotty has shown to be kind of like leveling up with, uh, I think, you know, I know they're different players, but it would be cool to see some of that rub off on Precious too. So I think, um, I mean, overall, I think Scotty has this kind of neat. He's shown he has a sort of neat skill, which I think of someone like Kyle Lowry though I know they're very different players, but mm -hmm. kind of the ability to like tune in and tap into his teammates and kind of ask them or draw from them the things that he needs from them. But those usually tend to be the things that they do really well. They just sometimes need a bit of a nudge or mm -hmm. maybe like an energy jolt to do those. So that's been cool. And like that's his reads, you know, and that's his IQ for the game kind of growing in real time. But yeah, those are my standouts. You you had the stealth correct answer, which is uh, everyone playing with Scotty is yeah. <laughs> he just makes dudes better, right? He just passes dudes open all the time. Like Chris Boucher 
is a blast to watch with Scotty as he just kind of creeps baseline until Scotty finds him with darts underneath the basket. Um, you know, obviously I've been kind of pounding this drum and I feel like Monday's game, a lot of people were like, Oh, okay. Maybe this is actually a thing. I think the Scotty Pascal thing is really rounding into form. Obviously the roster around them, not terribly conducive to larger success, but uh, those guys, man, they are really kind of, I, I think, finding each other on the same plane. And it, it, it's, I think for me, the idea of overlap between those two, it's just not the concern I think it was last season, the season before. Because mm-hmm. Scotty does so many different things now. And Pascal's sort of role, while he's, you know, leading the team in scoring, I feel like the stuff he does, it's been more sort of siloed. And it's like, okay, you have like these three things that you kick ass at, and we're going to have you do those things. And Scotty's going to fill in the gaps around that. And I feel like that's like a perfect alignment for this team. Last 10 games, Pascal, 23, 7, and 5 on 60.4 true shooting, 32% from deep. Scotty, 22, 9, and 6, 1.4 steals, 1.3 blocks, 61.1% true shooting, 40% from deep. Like they are both succeeding at the same time. The usage does not feel like a problem. Even if Pascal's quote unquote usage is higher, Scotty's leading in touches. He's running the offense more. He's obviously setting guys up more. And I just feel like they've really struck a nice balance. And, you know, coming into the year, I think there was this sort of idea of, okay, well, Scotty is going to take some time to become a good shooter, right? Mm -hmm. It's all going to, you know, we're going to see how that goes. And the idea was, oh, well, Pascal, he's going to have less of a defensive burden. He's going to be off ball more. There's probably going to be like a slight return to his like 2018 through 2020 form from three. Obviously, that hasn't happened. It's been the inverse. Scotty's taken the leap from three. Pascal struggled. He's at like 26%, although the positive regression to the mean wave is hitting him right now like a ton of bricks, frankly. And it's great. Um, But like if it stood to reason that the team would make more sense if Scotty Barnes you know, was still not shooting well, but Pascal was the inverse happening. Like you still get the same effect, except Scotty's doing it at a higher volume that I think you could ever expect Pascal to do it at. And I, I think like, as far as the fit between those two guys, one of them figuring out how to become a really good shooter, is kind of all you needed. And mm-hmm. yeah, you have to figure out the roster around them still, but I've grown pretty staunch in my belief that like trading Pascal Siakam for like, whatever these sort of middling prospects and picks is just not an effective way to go forward building a team around scotty barnes when you seemingly have a co-star an all nba level player who fits beautifully with him if you have the right context around them and i would like to see them go down that pathway frankly katie i feel like i've just you know we've been kind of in the midst of trying to make decisions on okay you know what's the what's going to stick to the wall here what's the stuff to go forward with i'm like fully on siakam and barnes works we have enough examples of this being true over three seasons now figure it around those two guys give those two dudes a roster they can run with and you're going to have beautiful things happen on the basketball court katie where are you at with the whole pascal of it all obviously he is a very very key figure in the analysis of this season and the scotty barnes of it all is huge um where are you at with that particular fit because i don't know katie i've been just like a like a pig at the trough watching these dudes play especially over the last 10 games or so as they really seem to have settled in I like it a lot. I just didn't say it because we've talked we've talked sure. about it before and I didn't want to be too repetitive. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think it's really good. Your point about like Pascal, he, he couldn't have stayed as like badly kind of productive as he had been. Mm-hmm. He's too good to be that bad. Right. Um, mm-hmm. 
we know this. So I think it's cool. I think there was like a definitely, um, I don't know if it was like a misfit at first more than, I think it was probably more of a acclimatization for the two of them working sure. together. I think once they got that figured out, you know, and like it's, it really is super helpful that Scotty has been so steady because I think this would take much longer if he was having kind of dips, like really more pronounced peaks and valleys in his performance, which he's not. Mm -hmm. So that is like a nice baseline, I think, for Pascal Siakam to play off of. Um, but yeah, the two of them working in tandem, like we've seen the games where the team has absolutely dominated mm -hmm. with them when they're when they and everyone else around them is working well. You know it's possible. But as like two kind of anchor pieces, spark plugs, whatever you want to call them, um, it's been... Oh, it's been really cool to see like them grow together. Cause I think there's some, there was also some, I mean, there's obviously, there's always like harsh criticism mm -hmm. of Pascal Siakam, but some of it veering toward like he can't, either he can't, or he like doesn't want to play, yeah. like seed the spotlight or share it or like play with another. It always seemed whack to me. Well, yeah. Like, well, it is. When like, play is he with ever... another given that impression at yeah. that level. Yeah. And I think if anything, it just goes back to like, no, like good things like this, like these are still people who have to like kind of work their talents off each other and figure out like the balance between them on the floor. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, the, that kind of calibration doesn't just happen automatically. And yeah, like that's because the has shared the floor with plenty, you know, <laughs> of stars or people who even like take the ball up way more than Scotty Barnes. So, mm -hmm. uh, and he's been able to thrive in those situations too. For sure. It's been a blast. Uh, we'll come back into the side, Katie, do some parting shots, you know, think about, uh, you know, the future, what types of players might be great fits with Scotty Barnes as we look towards the deadline and beyond, uh, you know, what, who, who's, who's out there is like, Oh man, if only that guy could play with Scotty. Ooh, baby. Um, and then also I just kind of want to get into like a bigger picture thing about, enjoyment of the season it's been a dark year scotty barnes has helped make it less dark is he making it into a fun enjoyable season on his own we'll get into that philosophical conundrum coming up in just one second but first got to tell you better friends over at game time the single best place for you to go and buy tickets for your favorite sporting events it is super easy all you got to do is go to the game time app and peruse and they're going to take out all of the questions and guessing games for you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time makes it so there's no more guesswork. It's just you getting the tickets that you want for the events that you want at the price that you want. You can, again, see the view from your seat before you buy. This is huge, especially if you're going to an arena or a stadium for the first time and you've not seen the sight lines, you don't know the right spots to sit. Uh, this is a wonderful thing. I use the views from the seat when I go buy baseball tickets for you know whatever park I'm going to down in the States because sometimes there are just enormous pillars in the way of seats. and They don't tell you that. You got to see it on the pictures to know for sure. You don't want to be showing up at Fenway Park stuck behind a big green pillar. That sounds not very fun at all. Then you're just surrounded by a bunch of Boston fans and not even watching the sport that you're there to watch. Nobody wants that. So right now, go to Game Time. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. A wonderful thing. Right now, around the holidays, you save some money. You buy a gift for somebody, maybe, using that Game Time code. That's pretty sweet. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. 
Okay, rounding it out here with Katie Heindel from Dime and Basketball. Feelings are just a heads up. Today's show was supposed to be with Dave Dufour talking about defense. Scheduling stuff came up. That's going to be Friday's episode now. See if that's looked forward to. Jamar will be on tomorrow to talk about Raptors Nuggets, which is tonight, of course. Very excited about that one. Uh, the Raptors tend to play the Nuggets pretty darn well. It's pretty cool. Okay, Katie, let's uh, dig in to... Just sort of what comes next with Scotty Barnes. Obviously, we talked about there are some guys who fit very nicely on this team next to Scotty Barnes, others who don't fit so well. I'm curious. This question came in from Skip to My Lou in the Discord, and so we're bringing it to the pod. If you had to just like pick the type of player you want to pair with Scotty Barnes long term, you get one choice. Just of all of the types of players in the NBA, you get to pick <laughs> one player archetype. And if you have a name in mind, by all means, let's hear that too. Who you got as hmm. the type of guy that you want to see make sweet, sweet basketball music with Scotty Barnes for the long haul? I'm going to – I want to think about this. Okay. Because I have an obvious answer, but you – I'll defer to you first. Okay. Uh, to me, it's a combo guard type. Someone mm -hmm. who has point guard chops, who also can play off the ball – is not, you know, Chris Paul where they need to be on the ball all the time. Because obviously you're going to want Scotty Barnes on the ball sometimes. But, mm -hmm. you know, we see with Scotty Barnes at times he has trouble sort of creating from a standstill, turning the corner against, you know, strong defenders, that type of thing. That might always be a thing for him. He's a big dude. He's got sort of high hips, all this stuff that you hear talking about with the biometrics and everything. Um, you know, it, it, it's, you know, he's got certain limitations. He can't do everything. And I think having a guard who can help pierce defenses set Scotty up with spot up opportunities because of how bloody good he is in spot up opportunities or has been so far this season. We know the threes, we know the attacking off closeouts, all that stuff. Someone who can be there to allow Scotty Barnes to kind of do everything, right? I, I think Scotty is the type of player, you know, Masai's called him a future basketball player. It's really kind of true. And I think, you know, I know there's like the faction that's like, oh, Scotty's a point guard. Have him be a point guard. I think that's wasting Scotty Barnes's very, very immense talent because he can do it all. He can play as a big, he can play as a wing, he can play as a guard. And I, I think having a guard who can allow him to kind of dabble in all those different areas, you know, work off ball while Scotty's a point guard, work on ball while Scotty's playing the wing, work with Scotty in pick and roll combinations uh, when he's playing more as a big, like that to me is the type. I know people are probably sick of me pounding the Emmanuel quickly drum, but that dude is like the exact perfect archetype of player to me to pair with Scotty Barnes. There are other guys as well. And for me, Simons is someone you think about um, just sort of as a dude who's got some pull up pop and, and, you know, can both play on and off the ball. Um, so that's me like a combo guard type who has a little bit of point guard creation chops, but isn't a pure, pure full on point guard. That's kind of where I'm at here, Katie. Where where are you at? What, what what type of player would you like to see play with Scotty Barnes? Just like Giannis, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, as someone else with high hips, I feel Scotty's mm -hmm. pain. Um, <laughs> God, long legs. Anyway, I think, I mean, I say that sort of goofily, but I do mean it. I think just because to me, the archetype, I know he's not Giannis, but it does feel like a close, like a dist a close yet distant star that he can kind of be orbiting. Um, mm -hmm. He's not going to be as big, you know, he's not going to be as physical, but he shows flashes of those things. So I think sure. if he was playing with 
So I was thinking like, okay, like a traditional big, but he doesn't really need, he doesn't really play that way. Like he doesn't necessarily just need like a spacer or like a pick and roll kind of partner. But mm -hmm. I think like Giannis is a Giannis like player, but I guess this exercise is fantasy. So <laughs> if it was Giannis, like that's just a bulldozing and shooting team. Like Giannis mm -hmm. takes pretty much most, he's like switched to be taking way more of his shots around the basket. And I think Scotty is now migrated a little bit out, but he can also like drive into mm -hmm. the basket and I think does when it's useful. That would just be such a fun bully ball <laughs> basketball team to watch to me. Yeah, just a team that's like all muscles and yes. uh, yeah, and, and you're like just creating your shoulders. own yeah. space. <laughs> Yeah. All the time, be pretty sweet. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is the thing about Scotty, Katie. You could base now that he shoots threes, basically any player type fits with him, and it's mm -hmm. awesome. Like you can play him with, uh, you know, a, a bruising sort of, you know, marauding power forward center type. You can play him with a sort of more finesse shooting big type. You can play him with, uh, you know, uh, again like a combo guard type, whatever it might a be. Really quick guard would be fun too, like at the Aaron yeah. Fox or like a Tyrese Maxey, you know. Yeah, that would be yeah. fun. That would be that's kind of like my thinking with quickly is yeah, you know, he's maybe got the juice in his sort of limited bench role. Like he's kind of flashed the ability to be that type of guy. Not saying mm -hmm. he's as good or will be as good as either of those guys, but very much in that archetype. De'Aaron Fox is a great one. That would be pretty sweet. Also, a prime Kyle Lowry playing with Scotty Barnes would be pretty awesome as well. Yeah, I think about that <laughs> a lot. And then I try not to because I'm like, get out of the past. Yes, this can't happen get unless out we of the do past. a looper situation yeah. <laughs> to get young Kyle back in here. Mm -hmm. um, which, hey, maybe the world is becoming, uh, you know, as uh, dystopian as... Uh, yeah, what are how are clones going to factor into the CBA <laughs> down the line? <laughs> They're going to have... There will be in there. That... <laughs> Oh my God, I didn't think about that. That's a grim scene, but we'll uh, cross that bridge in four years when we get to it. Um, <laughs> uh, last, Katie, sort of parting shot on Scotty. I, I think you can get bogged down in the 11 and 15 record and the big questions that hang over OG, mm -hmm. Pascal, Gary Trent Jr., the frustrations with, you know, maybe the lack of flexibility on Darko Ryakovich's part to change things up. But, it, like, Scotty Barnes is making this season worth watching, right? Like, even with the losses, you come out of losses being like, well, Scotty did some pretty cool stuff. That was tight. Like, is that a fair thing? Like, do you think, like, the fans who are sort of wallowing in the, this is terrible, I can't watch this team anymore, which is there. Like, there's a lot of this mm -hmm. out there. Like, I just can't devote my time to it anymore. I think they're kind of missing something if they're, you know, checking out and not taking in the Scotty experience win or loss. Cause frankly, I think they are, you're seeing the ascendance of a guy who is going to be the best player on this team for a long time. And I think every little kernel of, Oh wow, he does that now it is worth tuning in for. Maybe I'm just a rube, but uh, where are you at with the, with, with the Scotty stuff and the way he's helping to make this season less agonizing? I mean, yes and no, because if people want to check out, that's their prerogative. Yeah, sure, yeah. Out. I'm not here to tell you, you how to look out for yourself. It's probably healthier, frankly. If, if it's you tied, yeah. Out. If it's directly tied to your emotional well-being, that's fair. <laughs> you don't have to watch as many games because, yeah, some of these games are miserable. They're mm -hmm. not that fun. Um, I think the point of Scotty having like a takeaway, even from the miserable games where he's learning from them, that's 
and that's like a hard thing. You can't always actually see that in real time. You might see it a few games after, you know? Um, and if you didn't watch the game where he learned it, you still would be like, well, that's cool. This seems new. So you're mm -hmm. not really missing anything, but it is cool to see him kind of like stay steady, stay steadily, very good and productive. And then, you know, not just step away from the terrible losses and, and be like, okay, well that's over right. and kind of in the rear view because, um, it's not, there's like a lot of, there's a lot of lessons in it for him. Scotty Barnes rules. He's the best. And this was a very fun, uh, you know, obviously the, the, the discourse is going to get exhausting with Scotty as the all-star thing picks up. I'm mm -hmm. just choosing not to engage with it because I have no control over how the voting is going to go. But um, one way or another, Scotty Barnes is playing at an all-star level at age 22. And that is pretty damn sweet, Katie. Do you have anything you want to promote for the good people before we get out of here? Nope. Cool. Uh <laughs> Go subscribe to Basketball Feelings. Pay for it. I, I fully endorse it. It's fantastic. You can find me at Woodley Sean. Follow, subscribe, rate, review, etc. We'll be back again tomorrow, of course. Jamar Hines will be along. We'll break down Raptors Nuggets. Uh, Dave Dufour coming along on Friday to talk about the Raptors defense. And uh, yeah, that's what we got for the rest of this here week. Subscribe, follow, rate, review, tell a friend. Go to YouTube, subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that good stuff. Very much appreciate it. And uh, also, just a shout out, the uh, Raptors play the Denver Nuggets tonight. And a reminder, you can watch your team's game or listen to your team's games on Sirius XM. That's right. The Raptors play the Nuggets tonight at 730. You can catch every bit of action of the hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. So just go search Raptors and you will be able to find that and listen to it. If you're, say, in the car doing some Christmas shopping or whatever it might be, great thing to go and do. Okay, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Until then, bye-bye. Thanks for hanging.